Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And welcome to the Tim's Take, episode 31. 31. And we have just come back from a big day, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah, I'm sure we will. This is the dedication we're showing you. We might have throttled back on our weekly episodes to every two weeks, but today we are cranking up because we're recording this Sunday night before this podcast goes out and we debated do we record last night and then just have an easier edit and release or knowing that we're going to have a big beach day today do we record after that and we said you know what that's going to be a good content day potentially we should really record after that so here we are so we walked in the door no less than 40 minutes ago, but that included 30 minutes of getting Oliver ready for bed and came straight to the mics. Yep, straight to the mics. Folks, we are loyal to you. We just wish you would show some loyalty back, really is what it is. Okay, <laughs> already getting sarcastic. That's not a good way to start. This is a family-friendly podcast. Sarcasm can be family-friendly, but I get your point. No, we know you're very loyal to us. Well, today is just going to be a classic, lows, highs, and takes. So I'm going to kick us off with my low, which has nothing to do with today, but does have something to do with the last 25 hours, which was last night at dinner, Oliver defeated me. If you have ever had a meal with Oliver, which the vast majority of you have not, but if you ever do, Oliver right now has a real zeal for food that manifests in a constant whining throughout his eating yeah and it's hard it's not even like oh, the wine that you would associate with a baby it's just like a desperate groan uh, kind of yeah. like that that's pretty good mm-hmm. and the only time he's quiet you would think maybe would be when he's chewing when he's eating oh no no no, no. he's mastered being able to do it and chew at the same time yes The only time he makes this sound is when he is moving the food from his high chair, like tray. I was going to say platter, but what what kind of silver spoon baby do we have? From his high, high, high school, from his high chair tray. Did I mention that? I just drove three hours. From his high chair tray to his mouth. Unfortunately, he's getting increasingly dexterous and his fine motor skills are pretty impressive which means that is all of a half second before he shoveled that in his mouth and he starts on his next wine. And he really, he's usually not a crying baby. He has his moments, but it is when you are feeding him that his just desperation, will to eat comes out. And it is, sometimes you can like laugh it off and, you know, keep going, but... In our house, when it's quiet and echoey and you're just trying to have dinner after a long day and you sit down and you want to have a nice conversation together as a family and there's this this low... Low might be an inaccurate description too. Yeah. And I think yesterday, yesterday it really broke me. This has been an ongoing thing and it doesn't always get to me. Sometimes it's just like, okay, Oliver. Do your weird thing. Do your weird thing. Last night though... I think it was exacerbated by the fact that Rachel had shown me an Instagram story from someone that we don't know, but she follows. And it was, they were watching four kids all under two years old. And the story's caption was, mealtime is quiet time. 
and all these four kids were at the table silently eating including I, one boy who's like two days older than all i of just her. thought i don't know this world and i want to know this world so badly right now but it's a completely foreign concept to me to have a child who is silent while eating so that was a low last night i mean rachel can attest it was hard and it really just destroyed you yeah we'd had a pretty long day trying to get lots of things done and so it was just one of those things where you kind of sit down at dinner and it feels like the moment to catch your breath and relax and there was no breath catching for either me or oliver for that matter because he was constantly (laughs) whining anyway that was my low rachel how about yours Oh, Milo is similar vein. I don't know if we've even mentioned this on the podcast, but Oliver now has two teeth that have popped through his gums. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know if we have either. So the first one came maybe a month or so ago. And then the second one, I think, came this last week. Yeah. And it it does really hit him before like it kind of bursts through the gum. He just is super fussy and mm-hmm. wants to be held all the time. I mean, yeah. he, you sit him down and he just looks up at you with these big eyes, tears rolling down his face and <laughs> holds up his arms. And it's just, oh, it's so hard not to pick him up. And you're like, oh, this is so sweet. But then he wants to do it for eight hours a day. And you're like, this is not <laughs> so sweet anymore. <laughs> it is exhausting. It's just hard. It's hard when he is that demanding and needs so much of you. You get to the end of the day and... And just drained and so that went on for like three or four days i feel like where he was pretty like constant mm-hmm. and it's just hard because like you think it's teething because you kind of see like the tooth maybe start to pop out a little bit and this was exactly how he was with the first tooth and then when you give him like a teether or something he can stick in his mouth he's usually a lot more chill at least for the first couple of minutes mm-hmm. but you still by like day four when he's just like still miserable and making you miserable you're like maybe something else is wrong like it's so easy to second guess i do think this is an interesting can i sidebar a little bit here it's related because this is an interesting difference between you and i Uh uh-huh it is because for me if oliver is fussy then as soon as i have a potential explanation i stop worrying so if i give him a teether and he calms down as soon as there's enough factor is pointing to the possibility that he's teething i'm like oh he's fine you on the other hand will start with he's teething and then get progressively more anxious <laughs> as we go to which you know three days in i say but i thought we knew we were pretty confident he's teething based on what's been happening in the last few days and you'll say i know but i'm still worried it's so interesting to me yeah it's still i just second guess because he can't communicate in easy to understand words. I was about to say, have you been with him at dinner time? Because he he sure knows how to communicate. (laughs) But he can't use his words. And so I just, I get to the end of it. And so it's hard. You're in day two and day three and you're like, do I give him Tylenol? I don't want to over overuse medicine but at the same time medicine can be really helpful if he really is teething like yeah i take an ibuprofen when i have a headache so of course it's helpful but without him being able to say that i don't want to just give it to him like candy (laughs) and so it's just hard i just find that all very stressful that's my low that's fair it is it is a little stressful yeah, we should have a whole nother segment sometime on medication and how we think about oh, that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> to be clear, I think we're for it-ish, but the way that we are for it, 
but then the way that intersects with our personalities yeah like in this conversation is really interesting let's move on to highs though let's leave the lows behind my high is today as i said we had a beach day we went with our friends maddie kyle and theo who is there one year and, and a half ish one and a half ish they don't listen so they'll never know uh one and a half year old son and this was the furthest that Oliver had ever been. From the house. From the house, period. And it's the far as we've been in a year. Ever. Oh, sorry, <laughs> in a year. Yeah. So it actually ended up working pretty well. My high is not necessarily the trip, but one of the pictures that we took there, which is of Oliver on my shoulders, and he's smiling, and I'm smiling, and we're at the beach, and it's just super cute. And the reason that's my high is I was thinking about the fact that we don't, I don't think we obsessively take pictures. I think we take no. a good amount, but we're certainly not influencers. Yes. You know, in terms of our Instagram posting or social media or even just the pictures we take. Uh, it's not always our first thought when we go somewhere, which I'm really happy about. But there is something about just a picture that can elevate the experience. When I saw that picture of us two, I was like, I think it made the day a little better. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> but I think it's kind of true. Yeah, I get that. You're like, oh, I see the joy on his face and my face and yeah. his memory. Yeah, and like it's interesting that that can even happen kind of reflexively in the midst of the day. Mm-hmm. So we kind of saw that, or I saw it right kind of as we were eating our late lunch. And just, just like, oh, that's so fun. It's fun that that's a little kind of artifact, a little memory yeah. from today. And it kind of made it the sweeter, so... I don't know if that just says I'm kind of, you know, shallow and influenced by the devices of my generation, but no, uh, it's a sweet thing. That's very cute. My high is today as well. A part of it was just the whole adventure. We haven't done kind of a big adventure in a while. So when we had a day off of work and church today, we were like, do we to take- be clear, the church gave me a day yeah. off. <laughs> we didn't I wasn't just like, peace this. out, folks. But it was like, do we take a mini adventure? Do we take a big adventure? And eventually, after some coaxing. Hold on. For the record, I said, let's take a big adventure, which if you listen to 30 episodes, you know, is very unlike me. Rachel said, let's go on a mini adventure, but then was talked into a big adventure by our friends. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. And I'm so glad we did. It was, I mean, the drive there, Oliver slept great. He slept the whole, it only took us like almost two hours to get there to the coast. So we drove down to like San Francisco area. We stopped for coffee. We got out. Oliver's all smiley. Then we get to the beach. We like climb down this massive hill because it really wasn't like a great entryway to the beach no stairs so you know we fumbled our way down and then we kind of set up our area and the sun was out it was cool you know we were all in our jackets and stuff we finally get this little bucket hat on oliver and then we take him to the ocean so he gets to see the ocean for the first time and he was transfixed it was very sweet yeah transfixed probably suggests a little bit more joy I, he did have moments of joy, but I think there was also a bit of a holy terror, like an appropriate <laughs> no, you terror. Think that's what you're trying to do. I don't know. He wasn't. He was just staring at those waves coming in. Well, I he can't think do in his mind. With them. I think in his mind he knew deep down that there are creatures in the deep that threaten my existence. Oh my goodness! And then we bought him like this little baby tent because I was like, well, he usually would nap in the middle of the day. So what mm. are we gonna do? So we quickly on amazon bought him this little baby mesh tent thing and he actually took a nap in it which was like 
Oliver, you are the champion on the beach of babies. You just conked out. Yeah. We were both like, wow, this is this is next level kid. It was. Uh, <laughs> and then he woke up and then we went to lunch. He woke up might not be quite. The I right woke way him to up because I was it. a little worried about him being able to breathe. <laughs> he was fine. And then we went to lunch and then drove back and then we got in some traffic on the way back. This is the high. Don't don't share the lows. No, well, this is getting to my oh. high. Okay. Specifically of the day. Oh, so we've given the whole recap to get to this part, which was the high. Yeah, we had to like the, for the <laughs> memories. <laughs> okay, for the me- for the memes. So we get into this big traffic jam, and of course he wakes up in the middle of the traffic jam. And so what took us two hours to get there is now taking us three and a half hours to get home, which is just the way San Francisco is. And but at one point I get in the back seat with Oliver. We stopped and kind of fed him, make sure he was, you know, okay, because he was starting to scream for, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, long enough that the sort of the cry was starting to go a little hoarse. Yeah. And I was <laughs> So worrisome. we stopped, and then I got in the back seat and sat with him. And for the first, like, 30 minutes after that, he just stared at me. And he's just sitting there staring at me, looking at me, just eyes on me. It was just... I just had this thought, and my heart grew two sizes that day. Oh. <laughs> Not that I felt like I was a Grinch before, but it was just like, oh, like, wow. He, it just, I felt like my love expanded a little bit in that moment of him just looking at me like he needed me. We kind of calmed him together, and then he just was like, oh, okay, mama's here, and I'm just going to stare at her and be happy, and it was just so sweet. It was really sweet. I kept looking back because... Then there's a mirror so I could see him and then I could see Rachel. Rachel would be looking out the window for part of it and Oliver would still just be staring at her. Seriously, folks, when we say staring, he was not moving. No. He was just looking at her for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, that was very cute. Anyway. That's 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 a sweet eye. All right, let's move on to our takes. Here's my take. I realize that I have to learn to do things in 30 to 45 minutes chunks of time ah yes which also means it is very hard to finish anything in one go and this is because like if oliver's awake and i'm doing something probably the best yesterday i went out the front and was doing some weeding and he can hang out in his little i don't even know what you call this it's a thing that he sits in that has play toys all around him so he could he could sit in that for probably about forty five minutes, which is really amazing. Which is great. But I have more weeds than forty five minutes worth of weeds in and the front garden. And you just can't finish it. But I just I couldn't finish it. He was done, so we had to come inside. And yesterday I was working on our finances, sort of reconciling receipts and things like that. And it took me three separate sessions between naps and time when he's awake and all this to actually get that done. There's something that's deeply exasperating about this to me but i'm realizing i just have to learn to pick up and put down pick up and put down a whole lot more Mm. (sighs) there is a real through line in this podcast about me processing my lack of efficiency because of being a father (laughs) and here it is again it comes up over and over yeah this one's a little bit different because i still got a number of things done the weeds still need to be pulled but doing it in chunks i am definitely less multitasker and more sort of a tunneler when it comes to focus. Mm -hmm. So I like to get things done at once. Do one thing, do it hard, get it done, check it off. Yep. 
Exactly. So having yeah, to rearrange things mm-hmm. doesn't really work. So it's a little challenging, mm-hmm. but probably also not an unhealthy skill to develop. That's mm-hmm. my take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very good take. And one that is true and a challenge. Well, thanks for affirming for the listeners. No, for everyone. <laughs> oh, for everyone. I, I'm, oh. Ex- I'm affirming that that is a challenge for me as well. Okay. Okay, this is not necessarily a spicy take. Maybe it's a spicy oh. take. It's a, a debated topic. Okay, this is this is a good way to kind of land the plane here with some spice. So there was a study a couple of weeks ago that was released about baby food. Oh, I know where you're going. That their government was investigating something about levels of arsenic being in certain types of baby food and they did research into like multiple like top baby food companies and came back and found that there was not not insignificant levels of arsenic in certain baby foods sorry not sig- not insignificant so there was some level of yes. arsenic in these babies. That was a double negative. Sorry. <laughs> I just want to make sure we we're all tracking together. Yes, there was. So then there was this big uproar of people like, throw away all of the baby foods and like, don't. And yeah, as you read that, we have just started giving all of our solids. And my, my mind goes like, oh my gosh, I've literally been poisoning my child. Like this is like worst case scenario. And it's so easy to fall into that. And I think these are things we obviously need to think about and choose wisely. But I do think it is dangerous to just read headlines or glimpses of things. I am not a scientist. And so I And most of these journalists who are writing these headlines that are like poison in baby food are also not scientists and so not necessarily extracting the data as it should be extracted. And so it's just a good reminder to be very careful about the voices you listen to. And for me to sort through that, there was a pediatrician that I follow on Instagram who I found really helpful along the way and she did a take on it. And then who is that? I can we can link into her. I don't know her name. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll. Link but we'll it. link the Instagram account and then Emily Oster, who I think we've talked about before. I didn't know that we have we talked about her newsletter, her parent data. I don't newsletter? know. Yeah, she has a newsletter that she'll answer a bunch of questions about, and tons of people flooded her with questions about this, and so she responded, and I think just thinks really well about these things. So two people that for my whole kind of baby journey, I followed and found like to be reliable voices that I want to follow. And both of them were like, yes, this is something to consider. Maybe be careful about not giving your kid too much rice flour food because it was really about the rice, which arsenic can be found in rice. That's very common. So don't freak out. If we eat rice, we're eating some levels of arsenic. So maybe lay off on that being their sole source of food. But like, maybe it's like, don't, don't go off the deep end, I guess is what they were trying to say. And... So it's like, okay, these are the two voices that I followed all along. So in this moment, I feel like I am more apt to trust some of their wisdom than some media headline on USA Today that's just trying to, you know, make a big deal. Wow, that was USA Today. The Tim Steak Podcast is I coming throw, for you. I don't. I'm just throwing out the first news source that came to mind. So don't the first quote possible me on sensational that. news source, USA Today. Yikes. I told you it was spicy. It's also been three hours and clearly I didn't take great notes on this take. (laughs) We will link to both that Instagram account and we will link to that particular parent data 
newsletter because I also read it and thought it was really helpful. Yeah. She links out to a particular study they did in Bangladesh that gives some comparison points for what we're seeing in the U.S., which is really helpful. And yeah, like you said, think sanely. It helps us think sanely, I think. Yeah. So my take is not necessarily like do or do not eat rice food with sure. your baby. That is totally your decision. But I do think I have found it really helpful in my parenting journey to stick to a few select voices that I think are reliable and trustworthy and align with the values that I want for us as a family and kind of let the other voices on a simmer (laughs) (laughs) because it's otherwise it's too much you can't listen to them all well I think one important thing is that you have selected voices that are interpreting voices Mm -hmm. for example you could say I listen to everything that comes out of USA Today's parenting section but you've actually chosen to take a step back and the voices that I'm going to consider are voices that help me interpret the kind of right. stuff that mm-hmm. will make it into that section of a you know, newspaper. Not to say newspapers don't do a good job, but the ways that they report obviously can influence us. Yeah. And I just, I don't have the background to be able to interpret those well. And so right. to find people who can really sift through some of those things has been really helpful. So find people that are experts in the things that you're not would be my recommendation. And don't have like a thousand experts that you're trying to listen to because mm. it can just be too much. Well, that's good advice. That's a great take. There's my take. Wow. What a day. Woo wee. What a day. Now I got to go edit this and get it out to the people. They're clamoring for it. Shall we call it there? Yep. Till two weeks from now. <laughs> that's such a weird. Till next time. Till next time. I think it's better. All right. Sorry. Cue me up again. Till next time. I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And that's your Tim Steak.